Hey everyone, welcome to It's All About Perspective, another week, another perspective. My name's Abigail Peterson, my co-host. I'm Robert Hinchliffe, and it is a fun week this week, maybe. I don't know how teachers uh, feel. Some probably think it's fun, some think it's crazy, but we're, we're hanging in there. How's your week going? It's It's December, so it's a busy time, wrapping up the year, you know, getting all that getting all those things done that need to be be done and you know we both have our own kids that are taking exams and finishing up projects for school so it's a busy time but I know this is the last full week of school before winter break for our district and I know a lot of schools are participating in spirit weeks or holiday weeks so what kind of um, activities are you having at your school? We had all kinds of stuff today Um, we have stuff all week Yesterday was uh, holiday hair, don't care, so you could wear a hat or or, uh, or just leave your hair the way it was or do hair. Today, I was an elf on the shelf, and then there were three people in the office that were elves. So today, when parents pulled up, I was acting like the elf on the shelf by a light pole or by a rock, mm-hmm. just sitting there, basically. Uh, we have other stuff this week as well, so plenty, plenty going on, plenty of dress up, plenty of fun. So this brings an interesting element and question about. So when it comes to holiday dress-up weeks, and especially elementary schools, well, actually, I know even high schools participate in it because you have spirit weeks, um, you have, you know, dances and things that that all kids of all ages are participating in. So it's not just elementary, but I've just worked at the elementary level, and there's there's um, there's usually two to three spirit weeks within a school year of different depend. There's always a holiday one. Then there's like a, um, a reading week. And then sometimes there's like drug prevention week. I, I, and of course on social media, you see them all over. So this brings a question forth that I've always been curious about where do, where do the dress codes come in for teachers and students when it comes to dress up weeks? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't know the specifics of like dress codes. Obviously, you can't have anything scandalous or anything like that. Um, really, ultimately, if you have a dress code day, well, then you have a day. And as long as nobody, you know, shows too much shoulder or, you know, doesn't wear anything non-fingertip linked, <laughs> then I think you're fine. Nothing, not, you know, nothing that reads anything bad. Um, of course, the the overarching theme from an admin perspective in my opinion, is does it disrupt the learning environment? So if you have a, I mean, like we today, we had, you know, we're, we're elves. Okay. That's going to disrupt it a little bit, but not in a negative way. Um, so you kind of have to gauge, you know, where, where does it disrupt the learning environment in terms of dress up days? Okay. So I saw something yesterday on social media. And it was actually from a school here in our city and it was, a kid that was dressed in one of those suits that are like blow up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this little kid was having a hard time walking into class and was like in one of those sumo type suits, but I think it was an elf or I think it was a snowman or something. So to me, that would be a little disruptive if someone came in in a suit like that and couldn't sit in their seat or couldn't sit somewhere. Yes. So, so it, don't we, can we agree that it's very subjective to who? And who is saying it's disruptive or who is saying it's scandalous? I had to laugh when you had sca- when you said yeah. scandalous. 
everything's, I mean, everything is, you know, your perspective. That's the whole point. Um, ultimately, I was looking at the regulation um, with student dress codes, regulation 5131. And the school administration has the right to designate which types of dress, fashion, fads, or appearance disrupt or detract from the educational program or might be a safety hazard. So uh, the principal retains authority to grant exceptions for spirit days, special event dress days, things of that nature. Um, so ultimately, it kind of comes down to me and my perspective. I am one to wear, you know, if you wear like during Halloween, we have kids that wear those blow up dolls like you're talking about where they look like they're riding a horse or mm -hmm. something. Well, that's that's for Halloween. And mm -hmm. that's, you know, that's a day anyways, you're doing, you're doing activities or learning, but you know, you're doing them in a different way. So for me, that doesn't really bug me, but at the same point in time, it's at your own risk. So if you wear that and you pop it, that's on you. That's not our problem as a school. Ultimately though, like I said, it kind of comes down to what can you determine is a factor in, um, you know, in causing people to not learn. And that's really, I think that's really the key thing there. And that's really where I think the religious stuff comes in or the political. One can say that they are so offended by something they cannot learn or they feel like they're in a hostile environment. And then, in a way, the principal or the district kind of has to make a decision on that. There's many facets to a dress code uh, in terms of students and even in terms of, uh, of staff, which I think we'll get into. Yes, I, I I think this is interesting because there's always there's always a buzz I hear and see on Instagram and even TikTok about dress codes. And we've addressed it a little bit before in previous podcasts. Um, for instance, schools charging teachers money to wear jeans on Friday. Yes, don't yeah, or, no, no, no. So where 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 do you stand on teacher dress codes? So I'm very I'm a firm believer in this statement. I can dress the worst teacher up in a tuxedo. He's still going to be the worst teacher. I can put the best teacher in holy pants and a holy shirt as long as she's not showing anything. She's still going to be the best teacher. So for me, it really comes down to is anything quote unquote scandalous or anything disrupting the learning environment. CCSD has their own their own um, uh, dress code for um, staff. And as long as you're following that, I don't care. You can wear jeans. I wear jeans. Honestly, I wear jeans five days a week unless I have a principal meeting or an important meeting. And what's funny is when I wear jeans and a T-shirt and then I put a blazer on, I get more compliments than if I'm wearing a suit. So everybody's perspective is out there. I know, mm -hmm. I know principals that require you to dress professionally, whatever that might be, no jeans. Okay. If you want to go that route, that's fine. But in my opinion, in today's world, we've got bigger fish to fry. And if you're going to, if you're going to make your teachers unhappy by making them not be able to wear jeans, then I think you're taking on personally, my perspective, you're taking on something you don't need to. In today's world, if a teacher wants to wear jeans and a nice shirt and a blazer, why do we care? Why do we care, Abby? They're there. They're showing up. They're doing great things for kids, but they have jeans on. That's not good. I don't understand that. Okay, so what again, about jean shorts? No, you can't wear shorts. Why? <laughs> Why? Because, because CCSD says so. Okay. Now, 
if you're the PE teacher and it is a function of your job, mm-hmm. you're going to be outside in 120 degree heat and you're playing basketball, then you can wear shorts. Um, if you're the custodian and you're going to be outside working, you can you can make the argument that you can wear shorts. If you are um, another thing too with dress code is let's just say you're in a self-contained room and you are dealing with some really difficult kids and you're you know on the floor with them working with them or maybe you have to restrain them and you get your you know your ninety dollar blouse torn. Mm-hmm. That's not fair either to ask those teachers. Mm-hmm. to look ultra professional and to spend money that they might they might lose on on dress. Again, I just think there's bigger fish to fry. But back to the shorts. I one could make the argument you're getting a little <laughs> bit too loose there on that one. You can wear shorts on field day. Well, I, again, it always comes down to perspective and it, it's very subjective to what people think. So you were saying professional. Well, so some people may say um, jeans can be professional. Um, mm-hmm. To me, a jean jacket can be professional. Absolutely. You can dress that up or you can dress it down. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, who is making these determinations? Is it you, you, you started with the district and then it goes to the admin at the school and then the admin gets to determine if, if you can or if you can't? How Me? big of a problem has it been for you? Honestly, I rarely, rarely have a staff problem um, personally. Now, you know, this year it was blazing hot in August. Had some people starting to wear shorts because we were doing uh, house activities outside. Once those wrapped up, I had to basically say no more shorts. You know, we have to dress professional. No more shorts. Ultimately, Dress and grooming for all employees is outlined on Regulation 4280. Um, it's just, and it says, so for example, uh, jeans with tears or ragged edges, spandex, lycra as an outer garment or smaller tight outfits, shorts, tank tops or crop tops, <laughs> provocative, muscle What's or- provocative? That's but it, it's so interesting to me and I'm dying laughing because- I just think it's hysterical when when it's put out there, but it's so subjective because that what you just read about spandex and what was the other spandex and uh, lycra lycra. So and I know you don't know you you're married and you have girls, so you yeah. know a little bit about fashion, but little. that pretty much eliminates leggings. So here's my thing. <laughs> here's my thing. I it. This is where Robert lives. It does not say leggings in that regulation. So, like, I, I, we have teachers that wear leggings. They look very professional, very nice. Again, why do we care if they are not provocative in any way, shape, or form? If your leggings do not um, show things they shouldn't, why do we care? I, again, I, that's me. Why do I care? But some people do. Some are, you know, some are, no, you must do this. Um, and we can go into like other things like like hats. Mm-hmm. Okay. So hats are not to be worn inside the work site building. Mm-hmm. And it says, this regulation uh, B3.2, employees shall not wear on the outside of their clothing jewelry or similar artifacts that may be considered obscene or distracting. Fair enough. I agree. 
may cause disruptions, okay, or which present a safety hazard to the employee. So if you have a necklace on and you got that caught on something, that's a safety hazard. I agree with that. Hats are not to be worn inside the work site building. Okay. Why? Can you think of a reason not to wear a hat? I I think it's, I, I, I don't know. I would say that that probably stems from um, an old manners type class. And I'll tell you why, because my husband and I have had this conversation when it comes to indoor buildings. Mm-hmm. There has always, for you know, the old manners, uh, whoever created the, the book of manners, Emily yeah. Blunt or whoever, um, you know, it was common practice that men did not wear or, or took off their hat when they entered a building. That was like, that was from years and years and years ago. Well, now it's like th- that, that is not really taught anymore. And so you have people that wear hats in buildings. You, you have people, it's a, people think it's respecting to take off your hat when you sing the, or not, you know, recite the pledge of allegiance or the national anthem is paint is plain. I've seen people do it mm-hmm. and I've seen people not do it. And I just choose not to be the person to go up to somebody and say, Hey, you're being disrespectful. Please remove your hat. That's not a hill I'm willing to die on. Right. I feel like if somebody wants, if, if, if you feel that passionate about it, then you do it. Um, but I can't le- legislate morality and I can't legislate somebody to do it. So when it comes to the hat thing, that's the only thing that I could think of is that it stems from that because I don't understand. It's not really a hazard to wear a hat in a building. So the, the regulation says the professional image contributes to the establishment of a positive learning environment. Okay, let's take that. If you look at Hamish Brewer, who is a famous middle school uh, principal back east, I think Baltimore, uh, he dresses like a skater with a hat because that way he connects to his kids. He connects to the environment that they come from because that's the culture of his students. So why would we ever take that away from him and say, okay, Mr. Brewer, you can't wear a hat because we don't deem it as professional. Well, I think you're going down a slippery slope there. Watch where you're going with that because crop tops are in. Crop tops connect you with the young people because that's what's happening right now in in fashion, right? When you and I, you're you're just a tad bit older than I, but I was growing up in the mid-90s and Britney Spears was the rage and everybody had super low riding jeans and super high crop tops. And so while dress doesn't always equate to building relationships. Well, but to your, okay. So in my opinion, when you talk crop tops, I think you're getting scandalous. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, but I it's funny. Word. It's funny to me because, because I am ultra conservative yes. in terms of dress. Yes. And so I, what I consider to be scandalous and what you consider to be scandalous are two different things. And so, so you're, so that's why I'm saying it's funny to me because hats can be associated with, okay, it's building a relationship. But what if there's a young teacher that's like, Hey, the girls love my, you know, it's just barely, it's just barely above my, my, my jeans and it's not, but where do you draw the line? That's where you have to make the determination of what is uh, impacting the learning environment. 
would anybody, do you think that anybody, if, if you had any teachers that um, wanted to wear that, do you think they would have a good case for that? No, I don't. Because I think you can make the case that we have very impressionable young boys in fourth or fifth grade. I think you can make the case that um, it's just not something that we want to quote unquote deal with in terms of the learning environment. We don't want anything bad to happen. I could make the case. I do not <laughs> want, I do not want parents to see you and think okay. that they need to creep on you. I can make a lot of cases. So I'm going to so say something that's going to make a lot of people mad, but I feel that's the okay. same way about leggings. I feel like leggings, they show off everything. And I, I mean, you can't get any more form fitting than leggings. And so to me, it's the same thing. I mean, you and I have both been out in public. We all have seen it. I mean, you, again, you can't say, well, you have to be a certain size or a certain weight to wear, le- you know, to wear leggings appropriately. So where you can, to me, you can say the same case for leggings. Now, well, okay. if somebody has a long tunic on and they are, you know, and, and, but to me, I, I, I think that leggings are, can be scandalous. Okay. And that's a fair point. Um, so I'm reading through again, you just brought up, um, you know, basically low rise jeans and crop tops. It says, uh, so the regulation supports kind of not doing that. All clothing must be sufficient to conceal any and all undergarments. No skin will show between the bottom of the shirt and the top of the pants at any time. So there's there's things written in to kind of keep the scandalous away. <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, I just go back to, um, and P.S., when I get tired, I get giddy. So I'm, yeah. um but I go back to when you first read about the spandex and about the tight Lycra. fitting, and you're yeah. saying because it doesn't say it leggings, you hey. can wear them. But I yet, live, but I yet, gray. you know. So I think it's just interesting, and I would love. I, I would. I know there are schools that do say that you can't wear leggings. I know. I know for a fact there are. So, so you're, yeah, you're right. I think like I. I mean, look. If my supervisor walked in and pointed out that someone had leggings on and said, those aren't allowed, well, why then I then have to be the boss and say, those are not allowed. But again, in in today's world, you're weighing what is the bigger picture. (laughs) There is a person at my school where if she was told that she could not wear leggings, she would quit. I guarantee it. Now, one could say, one could say, well, that's just stupid. She does not in for it. But again, why, why? No, it's not causing a problem. There's nobody causing a problem. Nobody's complaining about it. No one is making any obscene gestures or anything like that because of it. So why would we want to lose a great employee over what she is wearing as long as, in my opinion, and the the opinion does not say leggings in the in the reg. In my opinion, it's not a problem. It always comes down to perspective. It always well, Abby, comes down to how we interpret it. You know, me, and sometimes I'll say that I'll state this. Sometimes we seek forgiveness before permission. Sure. So it's easier to say, sure. "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't interpret it that way," or "I didn't, I didn't see it was a problem." But I think anything when it comes to dress could be interpret it. it could be interpreted either or you can make a case for either or you can make a case for, you know, well, well, the, the, the law, you know, the, the regulation says this. So 
you're you're not in compliance. For instance, you said the ripped jeans. Well, that's also been trendy over the last few extremely, years. Extremely, extremely. And I, you know, there's been times I've looked at some teachers who had some really holy jeans, but again, so like last year, okay, well, I can I can send you home to change. Well, there's nobody to cover. Well, mm-hmm. one could say, well, then I'm neglectful of duty because I'm supposed to do that. You're getting in this yin and yang of, okay, what's the greater good here? You know, what's the greater good? Another thing that I could catch teachers on all day if I wanted to are slippers or sandals or things of that nature. I'm trying to look it up, the exact wording on that. So, uh, yeah, the following are not considered to be appropriate. Slippers, house shoes, work boots, thongs, a.k.a. flip-flops, for for those of you thinking the other one, and other similar foot apparel. Well, could you make the the case that a lot of – a lot of uh, footwear looks like slippers or you slip on. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, like, again, what's well, the, when it what's comes, the I mean, especially during the summer, when it, especially here in Las Vegas, I, I was going to say the summertime, but we're not obviously in school during the summer. But once we start getting into April and then, of course, May and even August and sometimes September, it's still very hot here. And I know as a teacher, I, I, and a lot of teachers, we wear sandals, not necessarily flip-flops, but sandals that are slip-on or that are um, are not completely closed-toed because they're cute sandals. Some of t- Sometimes they're wedge sandals. Is that appropriate or is that not appropriate? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, when I think of wedges, I actually do know what those are. When I think of wedges, well, you slip those on. Mm-hmm. I could make the argument that they're not safe. You couldn't run mm-hmm. in them if you had to get away or not run well and not run fast, you could roll your ankle very easily. Mm -hmm. I can make that argument all day, but then many, many, many um, ladies out there would be like, man, if I can't wear wedges, that's just ridiculous. Another thing I find interesting, you were talking about um, trendy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So CCSD deleted, uh, the board decided to delete this one. Employees shall not wear facial jewelry, excluding earrings. They've deleted that one out. So now it's okay to wear facial jewelry. Well, if that's trending, why is that not offensive? When I, I'll admit it. When I was first a principal or an AP, if you walked in with a nose ring, it was really hard for me to get over that. It was really hard. But then um, uh, two teachers from our last school interviewed, and they both had studs in their nose, and they were great. And so I had to make the decision to get over myself and think, Okay, I need great teachers. Mm-hmm. So, so back in the day, technically, they weren't supposed to have it. But the greater good was we need good people on staff. So again, was I neglectful of duty? Maybe. It's everything has that. You know, what's what's the greater good? What's the bigger picture here? Well, and that and and let's go back to the hats because why are hats not allowed? It, it, I say it's because it's an old manners that that. You know, it comes from years long standing manners. Uh, I'm trying to think of exactly how to put it, but I can't. I'm just keep referring to manners. But to me, that is an old, you know, concept that's outdated. And so and so they change they change the facial jewelry because it quite frankly, it's outdated. Whether whether I agree with it or not, it's outdated because a lot of people have it. I think the same is going to go for tattoos. Because the as tattoos are taking not, over. Yeah. Well, Robert, how many people do you see now with facial tattoos? It's becoming very popular. 
So I agree, at some but... point, it's going. No, 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 no. At some point, it's gonna, it's gonna have to be yes or no. You can't, you can't say, well, it's a. You can have this, but you can't have this. Like you're good. It, it's. But it's I gonna have the, to. I can make the argument that if you have a sleeve and there is a naked lady on there. You have to cover that up because that would be a distraction to the learning environment. So don't get a tattoo of a naked lady or a man on your face because then you'll never be able to work in a school. Well, I think I, that you would then have some people that will say, well, I'll put a Band-Aid on it. If you cover it up, that's fine. However you want to cover it up. But I, I'm sure that I can't read through it all this quickly. I'm sure there's probably some provision that discusses um, tattoos. You know, we used to work with a teacher that had sleeves. Um, and had many tattoos, and he was great. He covered them up. It was no big deal, you know. He was he was of the side. Well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to cause any but kind of. But why do you? Uh, but but uh, again, this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. How can facial facial jewelry not be distracting, but tattoos be distracting? Maybe it all comes down to um, kind of the novelty effect. Fifteen years ago, if you saw someone with a nose ring, it was like, "Whoa, they got a nose ring." Uh-huh. Now you see it all the time, so maybe it's right. more. Uh, that's what just, I'm. That's why I'm saying. Like, what's, com- what's offensive about a nose ring? Like, what's what's scandalous about a nose ring? I I didn't say it was scandalous. I'm just saying it's becoming more vogue. Same with facial tattoos. Facial tattoos. Uh, the I'm um. I'm drawing a blank on who he is, but very popular. Mike Tyson. No, not Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson was one of the first ones to do it. But who is the very popular artist? I can't think of his name, but our listeners probably know who I'm talking about. And he has them, and I have seen Post Malone. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah, yeah, Post Malone has them all over. And I think – and I have seen more facial tattoos pop up um, all over – in in public everywhere and i think it's becoming more vogue and more trendy and so who who are we to say okay so 15 years ago yes you couldn't have facial jewelry but now you can and so in 15 years i think there's going to be people that are going to say hey i'm a good teacher why would you not want to have a good teacher when i have um a cross on my cheek or i have a I, I mean, I think you make a good point. I mean, who knows in 15 years what will be accepted, uh, the way the world's going, everything will be accepted. But, you know, as I think personally, this is my personal thing, my background is if you want to have a face tattoo, I do not understand it personally at all. That's my, my thing. But if you want to have a face tattoo and you make that decision, if you put something on there that could be deemed offensive, in which case nearly everything in the world right now is offensive, then you then you have to deal with the consequences of maybe not having a job or maybe having your boss say, you got to cover that up with a Band-Aid or you got to wear a headband to cover that up. I don't know. But you have to think about these things. You know, they're, I, I, it could it could end up that sometime in my career there could be a person up in front with, with – uh, Hopefully not teardrop tattoos. So if you something. if you have a really amazing teacher that comes from another district, comes from a completely different state, taught for 10 years yeah. in another district with facial tattoos, and comes to your school and interviews, and and you do you deem that to be distracting? Do you or do you say, okay, I'm gonna hire them, I'm gonna overlook this and I'm going to look past this? Yeah. Uh, so personally, I would hope that I would be able to look past it. But if it said something, you know, like um, something really offensive, 
Yeah, we had a parent at our last school that had a great big F-bomb tattooed on his head. Mm-hmm. If you have an F-bomb tattooed on your forehead, or like, let's take Charles Manson. Charles Maxson, he had a swastika on his forehead. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take that on. I don't care how good of a teacher you are. I just, mm-hmm. I'm just not. But if it's just like, um, like some people are like writing a name on their chin and they're a great teacher, I'm going to have to debate it. Honestly, I'm going to have to debate it. I think it's just, the topic is just really interesting because I'm going through my mind of like a lot of things that can be construed any which way, you know, yeah. if you have somebody who, you know, um, you know, puts a political statement on, you know, as a tattoo, Mm -hmm. it's like, does that become a distraction? You know, where do you, where, where would you fall if somebody comes in with, um, you know, with, uh, that that comes in with something like that, you know, do you deem it a distraction or do you deem it? Well, you know, we're just going to overlook it and we're just going to move past it. And we're going to hope it's not going to, you know, bother anyone. Yeah, I think it depends. If it's not blatantly distracting, such as a swastika on your forehead, if it's not blatantly distracting and I don't find it offensive, then maybe personally I might ask a few colleagues what they think. But then... Then if it comes up that someone deems it offensive, well, then I have to work with the district to kind of determine where that line is. You know, I think I think the district is more than willing to support a certain line somewhere and then support us if we got in that decision. And I think it also determines, too, if, if it's something that could be covered up, because if it's something that you could you know, that you could cover up, for instance, if you had a tattoo on your arm or your leg or something, um, that it could be covered up. I think the only place it would probably be a real problem would be directly on your face because it'd be hard to cover up. You'd have to do either makeup or you'd have to do, you know, a bandage or such. I just, I just find these things to be so interesting because, because you, you can make a case for either one. You know, you can, you can, you can can say that, you know, ripped jeans are scandalous. You could say, Mm -hmm. and some will say absolutely not. And then you could say, oh, well, I think that, um, you know, leggings are scandalous. And it's a challenge. I don't think so. So I I have grown a lot as an administrator on this. We actually have a teacher at Thompson. She is fabulous. I mean, fabulous. Kids love her. She's a fabulous human. She wears a hat. She wears jeans and she's got tattoos. Mm-hmm. And you can see the tattoos, but what she does for kids is amazing. And I'm thankful that I have matured enough in my profession and my professional life to overlook those things when I wouldn't have in the past. Well, I think it's really interesting that we that we put specifically teaching professions. Now, if you're listening, you have to understand the place that I come from. Um, my dad is a pastor. Okay, so I was raised as a preacher's kid, very conservative. So this is coming from somebody who is was raised conservative. I'm I'm still conservative. Um, but what I don't understand is you go back a hundred years and there were these strong stipulations for for teaching for teaching te- yeah. for teachers. Yeah, but- like you can't do this, you can't drink, you can't do this. Yeah. When did when did teachers become the moral compass for society? I don't Be- know. You know, because why is it that doctors can can do all can have tattoos and can do all these other things and there's no 
there's no uh, oh you yes or no or 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 secretaries or all of these but yet there's this whole book of rules for teachers because you have to, because you have to look at it this way because we are as a society are we're, we're a, you know a, a community is a microcosm of of the world and so yeah. our kids are not they're not just surrounded by people who are covering up all their tattoos and who are you know um uh you know covering up their dyed hair or whatever whatever it may be they but see that to... out everywhere so when did what when did teachers have to all of a sudden be fall into this okay well you can't show people this and you can't you can't um is it strictly because we consider it a distraction or is it be because we want kids to think that teachers are this moral compass? I would say a little bit of both. One thing I want to say is I am thankful that we live in a country that has graduated from a lot of these thoughts about teachers and about the way they were um, to not so much be the moral compass. Actually, let me reverse that. I think that they are a model for society in many ways. However, let me turn it around on you. There are many people who are not okay with certain kinds of teachers um, flaunting certain types of beliefs they have. So you have to, again, the challenge is finding where the line is because for you it's different than for me, for this person, for that person. And I think that's really good and bad that we have we have been able to move away from some crazy things such as nose rings being okay but where is the line going to stop eventually? Otherwise, you're going to have big pushback. Like you're seeing a lot of big pushback these days with certain, um, you know, certain teachers who post things on TikTok or whatever. So, what your moral compass, Abby, is different than other people's, which is different than mine. And the school board gets to decide where that moral compass is. And that goes back to the greatness of the country. If you don't like the school board, you vote them out. You get a different moral compass. Um, so it's just. It's an ever-flowing, ever-changing situation, I think, which is good, but it's also bad. <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting. I mean, there's a lot that we could we could dissect and pull apart and and really dig into. Um, I I I just find it fascinating. I find it fascinating as somebody who was in the classroom, and um, obviously, we all have our own beliefs and we all have our own thoughts and morals and values and things that we, um, prioritize in our life. But, um, ultimately, you know, I, I, I always come back to my job is to teach. That's my job. My job is not to impart um, right. my beliefs on other people and right. my, my judgments and, 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 and anything like that. So I just think yeah. it's really interesting. Um, it's, I, I it's one like, reason why I love doing the podcast because it, yeah. it really prompts me to think and to really evaluate what I do believe and my own personal thoughts. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm in charge of myself. That's it. I'm in charge yeah. of myself, even my own kids, you know, my own personal kids, you know, I can, I can share my thoughts and my, and, and ultimately they have a mind of their own and they're going to, yeah. as they grow and learn and mature, they're going to make their own decisions and they're going to make their own judgments. And um, that's just life. Yeah. I, I, I want to say too, like one thing that I love about, I, I might, I might, hopefully I don't get in trouble, but I love at Thompson, like those kids come as they are. 
if they want to wear a hat and that's going to make them love being at school, wear the hat. You know, as long as you don't, you know, you have to follow the rules, you know, no shoulders, fingertip length. But if a kid wants to wear a hat, and they're going to come to school and be happy because they're wearing a hat. I don't care. Wear the hat, man. Just just come to school and be happy. If a kid if a kid doesn't want to come to school because they can't wear a hat, let them wear the hat. I just just that's just a simple simple thing that frustrates me about the whole dress code and and everything like that. Like, let's again, what's the greater good of the whole situation? I I think it's it's very interesting. I think it's I would prompt um, anyone who's listening to think about that and think about. Where, what are your beliefs on, you know, a dress code? And for instance, I, it's got me really thinking about the hat thing because where, why, why can't you wear a hat? Why can't I, you wear a hat? I mean, you might be right. But me a man, it's like the only place I don't personally wear a hat is the church. Everywhere else. I, I mean, I don't wear one to work except for on certain days, right, right. but, but, you know, that's, that's kind of my moral compass. Right. If you want to, if you want right. to say that. But I've seen younger people come into a church building and wear a hat and not feel anything about taking it off. And that's so again, so, no, but so I'm just saying, so is that going to, is that just an old manner? Is that just something that, you know, we tradition, so to speak, we've done and we've yeah. held to and we want to hold people to that. But for what? What are we, what are we being disrespectful to by wearing it? Everybody has their own sense of morality <laughs> and what they deem offensive and don't. And again, you have to look at the greater picture. I'm going to guess that if someone wears a hat to church, the pastor is just glad that they came to church to begin with. <laughs> and what about like, and maybe this is stereotyping a little bit, but like in the South, they're like, if you see pictures of like Easter services, those ladies have big old Easter hats. <laughs> Yeah. So why is it okay for a woman to wear a hat but not a man? Well, or I mean, I mean, some some churches, you know, like they're dressed up in suits and ties, and yes. and that's what they believe. They're dressing up for the Lord. It just again, it depends on what your. I think for me, it depends on what's what's the greater good. What's your, you know, what's your um, stake in the game, and and where what's your can intention? You, what's your goal? Where can you draw the line? Where do you draw the line? Yeah. If it's not hurting anybody, it's not causing any problems. Why do we care? Well, no matter where you stand on the issues. It's all about perspective. Just remember that and think about that hat thing and have a great winter break. Have a great dress up time. Enjoy wearing your hats and your crazy socks and your crazy hair and all the fun, crazy festive sweaters. Have an amazing rest of 2022 and we'll see you back in 2023.